Welcome to Win the Day. I'm guest pastor Tom Rimple, and today we're going to talk about God, the promise maker and promise keeper. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Every sin creates a debt. Every debt must be paid. Either the sinner must pay the debt or another must pay it for him. In these first three chapters of Paul's passionate pastoral and paternal appeal to the young believers who have been seduced by skillful false teachers into abandoning uh, their by grace alone through faith alone salvation and have exchanged it for one that is based upon the futility of human effort, the apostle has emphasized his point, be the careful repetition of key words and phrases. As one reads the scripture and seeks to understand the intent of the author, noticing repeated words is a critical step in the process. So in this letter to the Galatians, we note that his repeated use of the word law, which occurs 32 times, the word circumcision, that is the Jewish distinguishing mark, now being imposed upon the Gentile believers, appears 16 times. The word faith appears 16 times. And the word gospel, that is the good news, also appears 13 times, but 11 of those are in just the first two chapters of his letter. In three of Paul's most familiar epistles, he highlights key factors concerning this gospel. In Romans, we have a gospel declaration. In Ephesians, we have gospel celebration. But in Galatians, we have gospel corruption. So Paul writes this urgent message to purify once again the simple yet profound message of the gospel, which is God's free gift, not his reward for good merit. The only saving gospel is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone, period. Paul's outline for this letter answers three major questions. First of all, the question of authority is addressed in chapters 1 and 2. And the answer is Jesus through his apostles. The question of justification he covers in chapters 3 and 4. The answer to that question is Jesus through his cross. The question of holy living he addresses in chapters 5 and 6. And its answer is Jesus through his Holy Spirit. Christ redeemed us. Paul uses a term far too familiar in his day and age. It paints a picture of a slave who is owned by an abusive master, and in pity, someone with adequate resources offers to buy that slave from his master. To make the exchange, the slave must be redeemed by someone who cares, who is willing, and can afford the redemption price. The apostle declares that Christ himself met the demanded fee, paid it to set us free. But in our case, the price was not in dollars and cents. It was not in negotiated trade of slaves, but rather it was in another one taking the debt off of our heads and placing it squarely upon his own. The wages of sin is death. Someone must die to pay the debt. The good news is that someone did die in our place. The curse that was 
placed upon us, was taken off us and placed upon him. As the Old Testament had declared, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. For that reason, early in his argument, Paul reminded them, it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Like an announcement on a mega billboard in a major freeway, like a visibly posted placard along the side of a heavily trafficked Roman road, the reminder of the death of Christ was publicly declared. To be hung upon a tree was to be crucified. It was the most horrible form of execution known to the world of their day. So cruel was it that it was actually against Roman law to crucify a Roman citizen. No act of offense could be great enough to condemn a Roman citizen to die in this horrible way. Such was the manner of the death of crucifixion. And then there was the place of the execution. It would be done on the busiest of roads leading in and out of the city. Not only was it meant to inflict physical pain, but it was also to produce ultimate shame. It was to this that Paul had alluded earlier in our chapter when he penned, it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. So what had he done to merit such cruelty? What offense had he committed that would justify a brutal execution on the side of a road of humiliation and shame? The answer, none. It was not his sin which debt was being paid. It was yours and mine. He died where we were sentenced to die. He suffered ultimate indignity where we deserved to be marked as cursed. And he did it so that what had been promised by his father thousands of years prior to a former idol worshiper from the Persian Gulf region could ultimately become a reality. For in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And that blessing would be the forgiveness of all incurred sin debts, the purification of that sin-defiled heart, and the full indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God. And now Paul introduces another frequently repeated word, promise. He will emphasize this nine times before the end of this chapter. What the apostle desires for them to understand is that the God who through the death of his own son has redeemed them is not only a promise maker, but he is also a promise keeper. What God has said, God will do. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. In Christ Jesus, the promise made to Abraham that in you shall all the families of the world be blessed was fulfilled. Jew and Gentile alike, all standing on level ground, are graced to receive the promised Holy Spirit, to receive him by faith alone. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. The law makes demands and bids us to obey. The gospel makes us promises and bids us to believe. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you'd like to go even deeper, join us in Go Tandem. Go Tandem is our spiritual fitness app to help you move closer to Jesus each and every day. So download Go Tandem on your mobile device. Oh, and by the way, this service we offer is at no cost to the user or even to the churches who benefit, but it does come at a real cost. 
would you consider partnering with us at backtothebible.org? That's backtothebible.org.